Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. And then you, should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> Why that way? Why don't, why, um, why don't you ask me a question, Ryan? The you know we actually got a few questions about you, Owen. Oh, really? Yeah. And um and the big big question about Mister Owen Tim here is uh why does Owen always wear ski goggles in his YouTube videos? Oh, and I think they were referring to your pit vipers. Oh, I so, see. So maybe you Man, could elaborate. That is like becoming your brand. I mean, when we're fishing for salmon, you'd get one on, they'd be like, pit viper, you got one? Yeah. And then they'd yeah. be like, oh, why you keep losing them, pit viper? That's actually a pretty badass nickname. I don't think we should ever call him that. But it would be a cool nickname. Well, um, the reason I wear them is because my eyes hurt and I got a really big face. So I just got to, like, block out as much of the ugly as I can with as much sunglass as possible. Yeah. Well, it's like you're wearing a big old mirror. So Mm -hmm. it's like a reflective, you know, it's like a metaphor. Yeah. It's a metaphor. I'm reflecting the hate back against the people. Oh, so that's, hey, there you go. See? That's, there's a reason, there's a method behind the madness. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> now we like to give Owen shit about the about the pit vipers, but uh, it's all because we all wish that we could pull them off, and uh, I can't. I mean, I got a my face is a, a wet spaghetti noodle. There's no form to it, so he needs to. <laughs> um, what the? <laughs> what is this turn into? <laughs> uh, well, Lee, get off your phone, dude. I'm, We're on I'm a freaking reading, podcast I'm, right now. I'm reading additional questions. You're reading additional right. questions? Yeah. Okay. And, and it seems like there's a theme, and we have questions along this theme, so. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so Q&A episode here on the Seek this Outside podcast. This is already hostile, dude. <laughs> what? Everyone's yelling at each other? Or is Fuck it, it man. just me yelling <laughs> dude, at you? Dude, stay on topic. <laughs> stay on topic, man. No, okay, I was just messing around, but... um. But yeah, we got the Q&A episode here on the Seek Outside podcast. We're going to go over. Um, we got some really awesome questions for some folks. Are we all doing moisturizers? <laughs> yeah, we're passing some moisturizer around. Jeez. We'll make our skin soft. It does smell yeah. fantastic, though. The, co- the extra virgin coconut oil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this just coconut oil? No, it's, it's extra virgin coconut Extra virgin. Oh, okay. oil. Owen just dashed the the white this white moisturizer on my nose and we're doing this podcast here at work. If I kept it on and I walked out, people would have some serious questions about what we do in these Why podcasts. There's just four episodes. guys in a room with the door <laughs> locked. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. But no. We got some awesome questions <laughs> on the on the Instagram Q&A. Um so today we're going to going to go over that. Um there was a couple questions that so I, I picked out three well i picked out four questions um from listeners uh the first one was uh owen and the pit vipers but you know that we won't go into that we already went on, into it so um but we also had a ton of questions about uh, like product related stuff so 
like when the flight is going to be back on the website. So maybe Kevin, just real quick, you could answer I, that. I approved it today. Cool. It. I guess we were asked to wait from two weeks for appro- from approval. Mm-hmm. So today is what March eighth or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're gonna make the what the final by, by the end of March. At the How about very a latest. spring release? Let's aim for March twenty one. Yeah. That should keep people happy to get it uh, up and going. It is going to be only available in Ultra. Only available in Ultra. And different frame sizes, correct? Yep, 23, 25. Cool. Instead of 22, 24. Mm-hmm. Wider, wider shoulder harnesses. Yep, wider A little shoulder. bit improved fit. Um, slightly longer harness. Slightly longer, too. Um, which should give a broader range of fit through people. So overall should be a much more improved pack. That's not only lighter, more durable, but also should be more comfortable, especially with these new frame sizes. Mm -hmm. So they should fill the void, that 23-inch should really fill the void between the people who are stuck between the 24 and 22, and the 23 should still fit smaller people, and then the 25 is going to open it up to um, taller people as well. And this, So a lot of people were modding the 24 to 26, a lot of the taller people. And to go back, the flight wasn't ever really intended to be like, we fit everyone the same way our big packs did, do, do right? right? You know, our, our big packs, you can run from a 24 to 28 frame. You can, we have belts that look like they would fit like sumo wrestlers and give them a full wrap um, all the way down to little twigs and give them a full wrap, right? We had all these different options for fit. It wasn't intended to do that. It was intended to fit most people or maybe people a little bit on the smaller side from our other stuff and it was intended to do it in a streamlined very simple package because one of the things with our big pack with our bigger packs is that it can be kind of a learning curve for people even though we try to have them set up to fit most people fairly well out of the box there's so many different adjustments there can be relatively a steep a a bit of a learning curve and right. some people don't want to mess it. The flight was designed really to be able to grab it, throw it on, and go. And then that belt size kind of manipulates a little bit, which was designed for being fairly flexible there between people. So Nice. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, we also got a bunch of questions about Dyneema. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I, I mean, do you have any idea on that? Hasn't hasn't changed much since the last podcast. It's on yeah. its way, right? I don't think it's showing somewhere. Up. Yeah, um, we got some ordered from two different places. Um, We're literally looking far and wide for and, 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 scouring the world, and yeah. um, I don't know if it's shown up yet. Nope. Um, if it hasn't, well, we can't do anything until we have it in the house. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, TBD on that. Um, yeah, those were the, the bulk qu- of the questions that we got were kind of product related. So um, I kind of went through and I picked uh, a few different questions that I feel like we haven't really got into on the podcast, but they were more like company related, um, kind of more personal questions. Um, so I'm going to just dive into these. Uh, the first one is from on Instagram, uh, Rowan Ferg at Rowan Ferg. And um, I really like this question because I'm curious too. Uh, So in the early stages of the company, how did it spread and gain reputation? It's a, it's a business question. So 
<clears throat> when we started, we put our focus on making and servicing high quality products. We put zero focus on marketing. In fact, our real first attempt to start to focus a little bit was when Lee showed up, you know? Um, in fact, we were probably as good, as poor at marketing as we were at executing a rugged light tent, as we were good at executing that. So everything was word of mouth early on for the most part. There was some stuff on forum and maybe a little bit of advertising and some people you'd meet, but the bulk of stuff via surveys and everything was word of mouth. And then we, we did all right on Google and things like that, but the bulk was just word of mouth and good customer service. I feel like that's how a lot of uh, really awesome companies start, just the word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. put yeah. product first. And like, and having great customer service mm-hmm. with that, right? You yeah. know, and that, being able to talk to someone and, mm-hmm. and have that person be yeah. possibly Kevin or Angie or someone else who, who puts the things together and uses the things all the time. And really give people helps. really honest advice. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I told people several times, I just didn't think our tent would be the best fit for what they were doing or whatever. Yeah. And oftentimes they would come back and buy something else later on down the road. So I think that, Real open transparency, customer service, those sorts of things really went a long ways, Um, which also brings up the converse side. A lot of companies focus on really sleek marketing first, right? But, you know, they take a product that is, that you could just buy on Alibaba or whatever, right? And they market the shit out of it. and those things, you usually see a cycle that they come up real fast and yeah. they drop down real they'll fast. skyrocket in popularity and then all of a sudden they'll, they'll yeah. drop off. Yeah. And we always wanted to be much more of a sustained anyway. And so we felt that the service and product was the way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in terms of sustaining, I mean, what is this, the 12th year? Mm-hmm. The 12th year in, in business? and. In terms of what I see, it's pretty sustainable and and has been sustained, um, mm-hmm. which has been cool. Yeah. I mean, people are still dropping their, you know, they got 10-year-old tents that are, they're like, oh, I just, you know. Need a zipper tree, repair. Yeah, need a zipper repair, light things like that. Tree cool. fell on it. Yeah, tree fell on it. Can't do anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next question is from uh, Sons of the Sod. And this hmm. is is he a landscaper? I don't know. He proud. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Sons of the sod. Or just really if, like if, sod. Honestly, if if he's not a landscaper and that is open, and like your deal is landscaping, you should take that name, Sons of the Sod. Should buy that name. Yeah. yeah. Although, if there's it. any copyright infringements, this podcast will. Is this? Are we going into uh, business ideas again, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got How did Sons of the Sod start? <laughs> I don't know. But it's a clever name. It is. Um, but this question is kind of relating to what we were just talking about with the flight and stuff like that. Um, but uh, his question was, what is your hit rate for product ideas tried out versus products actually commercialized? So hmm. I prototypes. Would, 
I would say it's it's fifty percent ish yeah. somewhere in there. I mean, we have some stuff like right now we have. I mean, and and they don't always go to die. Sometimes they they go to be stewed stewed upon and then maybe brought brought into something else or concepts from it brought into something else. Um, but I mean. In the last couple of days I've been here, you guys have went, been going through with me a lot of product idea back burners that have yeah. been. I mean, what we've done, we did like four, talked about four different things this morning, maybe. Yeah. 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 We talked about a garment. Yeah. Um, we talked about a tent, a floor. A liner, another tent, another tent, a pack. Yep. So, you know, there's another pack that's out there at the moment as well that um, <clears throat> we're using. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's probably, a, yeah, it's probably about 50%, um, somewhere around there. I would say per ideas. Like every idea that like gets tested on something, it's probably less. Yeah, yeah. Like every like, yeah. If we were to say like, oh, what about this? Like, if we were to count like that interaction right there, like if I was like, hey, Owen, maybe we should make a a moccasin. It's way yeah. Then then in that in that we would never we would never pursue that. And if we counted that, then we've we've done. We, like, we, we, we've we had a lot of ideas. We, we've, for, for, we've we've went after two percent. I thought we had the ultralight hunting thong that we were going to do. We did have. That. I'm wearing yeah. it right hey, now. Hey, that's top right secret, now. guys. Come on. <laughs> um, but you know, um, some of the ideas maybe made directly little, from silk uh, nylon. Sweaty. <laughs> oh man, you want a yeast <laughs> infection? <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Oh, you want to lose yay. weight? Backcountry beer. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, you are <laughs> sick, dude. dude. Uh, I'm so, so that might be the one part of a podcast that we have to edit out. You can't make <laughs> wine like that. <laughs> prison wine, and it's it's in one of those like shitty backcountry fucking uh, little toilet bags. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, backcountry. Go getting back to the business ideas. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we just came kit. up with three. Yeah. Um, but. But no, probably, I would say that if we talked about the ideas that we throw about amongst ourselves, it probably is less than 10% that make it to product. If we talk about the <clears throat> amount of ideas that get to a drawing or yeah, some, actual sort of, design, yeah. some sort of seriousness, then it's probably maybe 35% or 30%. And if you talk about the amount that you get a that you say, let's go ahead and make a prototype and go from there, then it's probably about 50%. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems to me like with my time at this company, it seems like there's been some prototypes that, um, you know, maybe the, the initial idea gets put into something, but not the whole thing. It's like you kind of take, take bits and pieces <clears throat> and yeah. put it in other things. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's like, I mean, it's like anything you gotta, yeah, gotta throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, like I would, I would love to release a tent that we used in the Arctic last year. It's a good <coughs> tent, um, but I would love to release it probably for the wrong release, 
wrong reasons. Mm. You know, I think that uh, the one that we were in today is more compelling. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, and that one's maybe not competitively where the other one is, but it's but it's a more compelling product for what our core market is. Yeah. 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 But the one we used in the Arctic, literally, we could release it probably tomorrow. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it was pretty dialed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the the main point is there's lots lots of cool things that are in the works right now, especially just in the tent space. There's, that reminds me, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of questions on the Instagram about um, the new tent, the Guardian. Obviously, there's already a YouTube video out there. And I it's pronounced I got, Guardian. Uh, Guardian, like Guardian. And I, I've noticed that I've got, uh, I got PMs off of some message, some forum as well, people asking me about the Guardian. Oh. So, I mean, wow, these are all so timely. Flight, I just signed off on today. Um, Guardian, I... So, there was a fairly late version prototype that was well used, that everyone used. Um, it had only, it was, it was actually a really good tent. It had a couple little things that needed to be dressed up. And then it had a couple little improvements that we were going to try to make. Um, so, we got that one. And I think sometimes people zig when they should have zag. And I think that they um, tried to take out parts of fabric that um, exasperated the things instead of helped it. So, that was that was the issue with it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think, like, I I should have another proto by the end of next week, and I think that one's going to be pretty money. Um, yeah. We're going back to the last one. Yeah, I mean the proto. Which I think is what you're talking about, the last one mm-hmm. that I use in Montana. You used Ryan in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I used in Alaska. Oh, and you used in Alaska. You used in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I saw no issues with that when I was in Montana. No. Um, yeah. The small stuff. Like, but yeah, but through, then but... once you go, and I think that might be kind of cool for people to understand that we might, you know, might go down one path. And try new things, try different things, and it may or may not work out all the time. And then we go back, and we might go back to the old thing because it works so well, or we try something different. And we're mm-hmm. always like testing, comparing, yeah, like, we, like we tried a <laughs> we tried a fundamentally different vent on the new version that um, we thought would be a slicker improvement. Um, and I don't. Uh, I don't want to write it. Sometimes you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so I'm not going to do that. But uh, I've never heard that um, expression. That's pretty funny. <laughs> throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, I've never heard that? No. For real? Man, you're going to be using that since you're going to be a daddy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be like, I just gotta, hey, I accidentally threw the baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> honey. <laughs> I should use that. She would not understand it. I, unless she's heard she, it. What? Yeah. I, she may have heard it. Uh, no, I was saying like she'd be like, "What? Oh yeah, <laughs> what happened? Oops. You're so big. <laughs> He's two you, years old. How could you miss?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, so 
this one I think is going to be pretty well dialed because I think that, uh, I don't know, I think sometimes sometimes a little miscommunication happens, you know, and sure, it happens. So mm-hmm. I, I will say that the the latest prototype had some parts of it that looked amazingly dialed, but those parts that were amazingly dialed were interacting poorly with other parts of it. Yeah. And so, but I think, I think the next week, the next one will be either extremely dialed or like one week away from being extremely dialed. And then there's an inner for it. And that looks pretty close as well, but I'm going to look at that a little bit next week. I left the two versions with our seamstress that is doing the little tweaks on the next one. So I don't really have them to hardcore look at the inner. The inner looked like it was pretty close to right, though. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. <clears throat> so this is the last one. And the this last one, question. Last, last Q&A that I picked, and then we'll move on to the, to the backpack scenarios. <clears throat> Sweet. Uh, that we also asked for. But, um, <laughs> and this one, well, I'll just read it, and then we can kind of have fun with it. So. We had multiple people ask, ask, ask this question, but uh, it was uh, a Colorado elk hunting unit <laughs> to realistically pull a tag. Limited. Limited. Limited Colorado in 10 elk. years. In 10 years. Yeah. And so me and Lee were talking. <clears throat> and um, we've got some two really good spots. Ryan, yep. you go first. So unit, uh, u- unit number 92. Um, that, that's a really great unit in, in Colorado here. Um, it's out on the Eastern Plains. Not many people know about this place. Um, but there's, there's just tons of elk out there. Um, definitely, I mean, it probably won't even take 10 years to draw this, this unit. Um, that's a good one. And then it's a sleeper unit, sleeper unit for sure. Yeah. Sleeper unit. I've seen, I've seen some of the biggest elk I've ever seen in my life out there. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then my and then my recommendation is so if you if you look up Loma, Colorado, and then you start heading west, um, and you just keep going west, you'll find this place called Utah. Um, <laughs> yep. And if you look in Utah, I hear there's pretty good chances. There's of drawing there. Yeah, there's. I mean, it might not even take ten years to draw out there. It might even one to two. I hear there's no people that hunt out there either. <laughs> no, but so. Yeah, unit. Whoa, got this thing going down. Well, I was about to but, jump up and freak out, man. <laughs> we we have uh, up, up and down. Yeah, standing desks that can <laughs> that can bounce up and down. We just had a little hydraulic action happening, but no, um, <clears throat> guys, we love you. But um, point creep is real. Point, point creep, creep is, is real. real. And what I would say, and this is, uh, and and this is a very honest answer. Um, if you go on to Onyx, Google Earth, go to September, October, uh, go to basically any trailhead that you can find in a, in a good looking unit and you will see trucks, trucks with horse trailers, trucks with campers. Um, and like you could go onto these map, you know, basically every map thing uses the same provider of maps i mean some use different ones but i i I mean 
map companies or map companies. So like I think uh, Onyx uses Mapbox or something like that, mm. and so and so do a bunch of other companies. So but they're all the same pictures, right? So you can go to all these things and look at these pictures, or go on to Google Earth and use the slider to choose different years and stuff. Go look at these trailheads, and you'll just see more and more and more vehicles. Mm-hmm. So point creep is real. What I will say is that I use the go hunt little tool and I put in my points and I see like what, what I can draw that year. And then I start planning my year from that. So I would say, I would suggest you go onto go hunt, pay the $150 a year. It's $150 a year, but I mean, it's kind of worth it yeah, when you're trying to plan for, for years ahead. Especially if you're hunting out of state. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're hunting out yeah. of state. And I will, I will drop this little uh, tidbit. If you haven't already heard of Mark Livesay, you should go to Mark Livesay's website. It's called Treeline Pursuits. Uh, Mark Livesay has an excellent little uh, hunting out west program that you can purchase from him he's put it together in awesome videos um he's not from the west but he now lives in the west and uh he's an awesome dude um you can go do that i'm not going to tell you which unit to go to like i'm just going to be honest with you guys i'm not going to tell you which unit to apply for but you can find some good units using go hunt going to people and purchasing their program like mark Livesay. And he will help you find them. I'm not going to tell you what to do because <coughs> I, I'm just not. Like, that's not, yeah. I, no one tells I me do, where to go. I do think that, um, that uh, <clears throat> it's a good question. Um, I personally look for low point yeah. limited units myself, right? Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to go within the next 10 years, you might be able to go two or three times in the next 10 years in some units. Yeah, like I'm I, assuming you're a non-resident whoever asked this question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I've wanted to look for <coughs> three or four point units in a lot of states. I've been a little too lazy. But it also gets confusing because different states have different ways in which they do everything yeah. as well. So it does get confusing. I think it is a good question, but... There's also a ton of pressure, and I don't really like to give out uh, spots. Yeah. Spots, yeah, yeah. 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 And I will give. I I will say this. I used to primarily hunt an over-the-counter unit, which used to be practically nobody up there except me, an outfitter, and maybe a couple of my buddies or Owen or someone like that. Like, you could confirm, didn't used to be a ton of people. If even anybody but ourselves. Yeah, and outside of the Outfitter. And last year, there were 30-some cars at the trailhead. Opening days. Yeah, opening day. That's how, I mean, my units have been getting that same way as well. You know, it is like me, an Outfitter, and then maybe we would run into one group. Maybe. Um this last year, I sent my buddy in there because I was hunting in a different state. I didn't hunt Colorado last year. Um, I sent him in there by himself, kind of gave him a waypoint of something that I thought he would see a lot of bulls in because I had been in there and they had been in there the year before. So I was like, well, here, you go in there this year and see what you can do. Uh, when he went in, he said before he reached his camp, he walked through five or so different camps. 
Um, and he was like, he's just so defeated. There's uh, not really any hidden spots anymore. No, no I mean I, it's so hard to find those um, spots. There, there's there's not a lot of secrets. Um, Onyx has like migration corridors and stuff, <coughs> and you know, little spot that I used to hunt that used to be nobody there. I could walk in first day of the season, not even worried about it. Now it's literally last time I hunted there two years ago. We went up there two or three days before the season to kind of claim our spot. Oh, yeah. So I, um, you know, along those lines, you can only have a spot on Forest Service out here in Colorado for 16 days, I believe. You can only keep a tent up for 16 days at a time. I have sometimes used all 16 of those days. Um, Just keep it posted up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll go back in and hunt it throughout the time, but maybe I have to go back into town for a couple of days. But you just leave it up anyways. Yeah. You know, like um and I hate to be that way, but I mean sometimes it's, when you're in a spot you, you gotta you gotta compete and uh and uh I tried I try to avoid those spots that, that require me to do that, but when I was in a pinch I was like, I'm just gonna leave it up. Yeah. And take my 16 or 14 days or whatever it was at the time. And, um, well, the and, thing and is, like, with it. In, in the spots I was talking about with me and Owen, I know the elk there so well. It's like almost fairly comforting to me because I know, like, oh, they escape up through here, they go through here, they'll run back down through here. You know, it's, it's really cool to hunt an area that you know totally that well, mm-hmm. right? But, at the same time, it almost, I mean, I practically sat there and cried at times when I've seen, like, so many people and, yeah, you know, well, and been yeah. like, man, this, like, this, I don't know if I can keep hunting this area. It's, like, getting harder. There's not very many. Like, I'll be real <coughs> honest, the, the little area I'm talking about, I haven't even seen an elk there this year. And I can glass it half the time from my house or parts of it. Yeah. And most winters, I can at least see game trails and stuff glassing. And I think that this year there were so many people, I think that it's very plausible that the elk just took a different exit route. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you want to, if you want to, if you want a really quality elk hunt, put in for freaking Virginia, where the elk have, or your Pennsylvania, Kentucky, where the elk have never been hunted. And they're eating. the first year. Corn. Yeah. They're eating Nebraska. Clover. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like. Colorado's not the if you're trying to hunt here over the counter it's not the it, place it's for hard man over, for it's, a quality yeah it, it's hard you're not you're not gonna find huge bulls in these in these units um I mean you can that's you always can there's always a a diamond in the rough right but you're like to think that you're gonna show up to Vail Colorado in September and pull over on the side of the interstate and hike in and take your e-bike or whatever and be away from the people, you're, you're insane. Like so anywhere it's in not going to happen. So there anywhere was, there was an area I tried to get to, not hunting, but tried to get to for some other reason. I'm not going to say because it might give it away. But it was about 20 years ago. It was down this network of dirt roads and four-wheel drive roads far 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 and i didn't make it all the way because i literally was worried that i was going to run out of gas it was like 
50 some miles out on just dirt roads and four wheel drive roads. And I still had like a few more miles to go. And I think it was last fall, I was sitting around and I was like, you know, I bet you that might be a good elk spot. I bet you people might not put the effort in to go back there. <laughs> and maybe I can find an easier way. So I pulled it up on a map and I looked at it and I Googled. And then I was like, okay, that looks like that could be elky. And I Googled. Oh, yeah, I found a bunch of people that go in there, posted it on forums. You know, all talked about how hard it was to drive in there, you know. But once I got in there, you know, and then how busy it's getting. And I was like, geez, you know, I mean. That's another thing, like forums, man. The, the forum thing is blowing up. And I'm surprised at how many people just openly share yeah, dude. information on forums. Yeah. That blows my mind. It, oh, I know. Yeah, dude. I'd be pissed, man. When you go on to I'd Go Hunt and there's like somebody blew my a spot thousand up like people on some of these like Colorado units, like literally just, just, oh yeah, I walked up this creek and I found, I'm like, we, we, me and that guy obviously grew up in very different houses. Yeah. Yeah, dude. My dad would have. I think oh, he would have punched me, like, yeah. like, yeah, dude, to kill me. Yeah, my me. my dad would murder me if I <laughs> yeah, like, brought somebody else to my spot. Yeah, the days of sharing your elk spot, I think, are pretty much over. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's competitive. Yeah, there's too many people, too much competition now. Yeah, just put in for New Mexico or or Idaho or someplace where there's uh, a a lottery because every unit is limited and. Um, you know, honestly, like if you're looking to do over the counter or you're looking to do a, a quality hunt, that's kind of where you need to go. Yeah. And, you know, if sorry, if you're, New Mexico, you're the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. I have heard some of the units around a big national park that borders two states are pretty good because there's some sort of large carnivore there that kind of keeps people from going mm-hmm. in there as much as they would like. Yeah, yep. I heard the unit uh, just east of Denver is really good for elk too. Just east of Denver. Are you being um, ki- are you kidding or are you serious? No, no I'm dead serious. Dead yeah. east serious. of east of Denver. Plains elk, Plains just like elk. the good old days. Plains elk. Wow. You can shoot them from yep. the train. <coughs> shoot them like from the, the train. Yeah. <laughs> Rumor is they have <laughs> buffalo out there too. Some bitch. You can get a two for one add on. <laughs> I would, dude. I honestly would like to see the day where we can hunt bison on some sort of regular, semi-regular basis. I would love be, bison to be back on public lands more than elk, or more than cattle. Yeah, it would be sweet. But that's not a that's not a popular story with the cattle ranchers. Yeah. No. Yeah, and that's a that's a hard. You know that that is a that's a hard thing to do. Like that's a lot of you, there's years no right answer. There's no right answer in that whole right, right. yeah in that whole uh, debate fiasco. Yeah, it's fiasco. Yeah. More like all right. That's a freaking rabbit hole. Let's get out of there. Let's yeah. get back to the fun stuff. <laughs> Crawl our way out of that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we might have been sarcastic for a good portion of that, but there was some serious. I mean, there was some seriousness, but you can still. To that guy who asked that question, what's his name? Uh, I didn't put it on here because oh. I didn't want him That's getting a lot. Of, get, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's you the thing to, about you didn't want him to get flack. I, see. I didn't want him to get flack yeah. about. Hey, why are you freaking asking people for your elk spot? Yeah. Yeah. So, so to to that person who asked that question, 
you know, there there are ways you can find those spots. It's going to be hard. I'm not. There's no two ways about it. It's going to be hard, and it's going to mm-hmm. take some looking, but you can do it. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's fun finding. Every, there, there doing are, it. Doing there are a lot of yourself. resources. Go hunt. Treeline pursuits. Yeah. Hunt and fool. There's also the Boom. Eastman's. 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 Tag hub. There you go. Yep. There's four resources for you. Mm-hmm. I ho- I wish you well. Kill a big Good one luck, for, man. for me. Send us pictures. Yeah. And send if you kill pictures. a big one, send us pictures. Yeah. And please tag and, the unit. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know that you give us the GPS yeah. location. Uh, all right. Let's move on to backpack scenarios. So this was another uh, question that we asked on the Instagram. Um, and Sick. we got... Um, just a ton of responses of, of people looking for different backpacks. I, I mean, a lot of them were very similar, so I kind of lumped them all into three, um, three pretty common questions. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that were asking for something that does it all. And we kind of addressed that in our last podcast. Um, with and, Eli. So yeah, I, with have, Eli. I have, I mean, my goal <clears throat> this year is one I'm going to do, or I'm, I'm hoping to do a relatively long backpacking trip, like a month long. I believe that I'm probably doing a five to ten day pack rafting trip. Um, and I'm doing a fly-in hunting trip, and then probably another hunting trip. I have a... Why does this thing keep moving Just down? unplay it. If, if, if I wanted one to do it all on that... Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Five to ten day pack rafting trip. Why five to ten? <laughs> yeah, Are you expecting <laughs> to get into some nasty situation with, which is going to make you double your time? Well, you know how the flows can be. Oh, yeah. So and we took one extra day or two extra days? I think one, maybe two. We took, what, what did we do, six days? I, I honestly can't remember. But we, we took extra days on the Escalante because the flows were so low. We had to yeah. block and, and portage. And, and we did fence to crack in the wall. Fence to uh, crack in the wall. Or, yeah, crack in the wall. Yep. And um, I would like to do 12 to crack in the wall instead, which would add about another 30 miles to it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Good water and you're kicking butt, may, and you're starting at fence, maybe five. Shitty water starting at twelve, <clears throat> maybe ten. Yeah, you know, I mean, it could be. So there's a pretty high variance in the amount of days there. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and if you're adding thirty <laughs> extra miles, that would make a lot of a lot more sense. Yeah. So what's your pack going to be? What's your what's your pack going to be for all three? If you had to pick one pack, if for all I had three, to pick one pack for all three, I would pick a Uniweep. I don't know if it would be a forty-eight or sixty-three. Probably, probably a forty-eight, and I would stuff the extra stuff outside with the compression straps if I needed to, and it probably would have a blaze talon, and that would cover um just about all of it um maybe i might maybe i might do the uniweep 48 with blaze talon with one of the um possible wingspan pockets mm-hmm. i was i was gonna say because to the f- 
what second question? What was the one about the hit rate? Oh, second question um, or something like that. Yeah, so, what is the, so to yeah. the hit rate question, this mm-hmm. we're kind of doubling back. We years ago, back in what 2017, 2018, yeah, 2018, this new product that we are most likely going to release within the subsequent weeks. Yeah, yeah. The next I mean, I few gave, couple I, weeks. I gave it to you to get photography. Oh, we're yeah, and it's. It's, it's dialed. It's We're ready to go. So release is coming soon. But um, we tested it. But on we tested Escalante it. in 2017 or 2018. Yeah. And I got made fun of because I was putting my oars in between uh, or paddles, whatever you want Because you looked like Marvin the Martian. And they were sticking <laughs> up and I was putting them in between <laughs> these pockets. I was like, you know, shoving them on each one on each side because they clipped together and made a kayak, whatever. And I got made fun of, man. So now he's going to use them. For and that I, and exact I, thing. And I feel like there's a little bit of hypocrisy of. going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. We'll handle it in your one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, that, that's a good point. I mean, so And then that, that goes to show you that, like, we did something. It wasn't quite right then. I had some, some issues at the time with, with what it was. We went back. Made some improvements. Years later, went to the back burner. We did some other things, and now it's back, and we're doing it, and it's awesome. It's good so, to go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, Gosshawk forty eight hundred. Unibrew. Or, or I'm sorry, Unibrew. Yeah. Unibrew forty eight hundred. Orange, probably one wingspan, <clears throat> and that would cover all of those uses. I could just use the Unibrew for the backpacking and the pack rafting. Yep. And then I could use. The other add the other pocket for sure. the hunting. Yeah, but I I myself will probably go with a couple pack solution just because I can. Yeah, because you can. Yeah, yeah. There Might as well. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty solid answer. I mean the the Unuweep and the and the Gosshawk are very versatile with very the talent similar, yeah. talent system there. Um, cool. So yeah, and I kind of have like one of these for each person, right? So the the first one. Um, Lee, you have been on a doll sheep hunt. Have you been on a doll nope. sheep? Nope. No. So I've Lee's been the- on a odd ad hunt. Odd Very ad. different. Yeah. A lot warmer. A lot, lot warmer. warmer. Yeah. Yeah. A lot warmer and a lot drier. Yep. Um, so, so the first one, we got a lot, we actually got a ton that, of questions on sheep hunting. So that was my, that was <clears> when I, when you told, when you get off the phone. I was looking at all the sheep hunting questions, and I was like, "Holy crap! There's a lot of these. There's it seems like a theme, dude." I got you, dude. See? I got you. I was saving it for you. The only one of us that's been on a doll sheep hunt. Well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and there was there was a bunch of people that wanted to know your pack for a sheep hunt. So, what pack would you take for a ten day fly in doll sheep hunt? Okay. Um. I would probably still do so. What I used back then, what I used in twenty twenty or whatever, um, which flying to Alaska during the height of COVID was a bear. Oh, I bet, dude. I got stuck so many times up the nose that like my nose was just bleeding. But anyways, um, I used the Laner fifty four hundred. Um, I actually used it in a test material that you kevin you sent me while i was living in montana um i liked it a lot 
the thing is, is when you're going on a, a doll sheep hunt fly-in, you're usually getting flown to a spot, dropped off, and you were there the whole time, never seeing anyone until you get picked up. Mostly like everything else in Montana. Uh, or uh, Alaska, sorry. Um, we were kind of lucky. So what we did was we flew into a lodge and then went out from the lodge, got dropped off. And so we were like, it was almost like we had an outpost to call upon. So I didn't have to pack all 14 days of food with me. Mm. Um, so that was awesome. That yeah. was great. Uh, I thought I was going to, and I brought all that food with me on like my, on my plane out of, uh, of uh, Lake Hood. Um, my plane ride out. I brought all that food with me. And then the guide was like, hey, you don't have to bring it all if you don't want to. Um, we, we can get re- resupplied. So I brought most of it. I think I, I still brought something like 10 days worth of food, which is why I think that with this question, you know, 10-day uh, fly-in sheep hunt, I would go with the lantern. Um, and why I would go with the lantern is we have two um, of those tall optic side pockets. Uh, with sheep hunting, as I'm sure if you if you know, you've asked this question, I'm sure you've read a lot about sheep hunting. You're doing a lot of looking behind glass and long glass, so you're 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 using your uh, your spotting scopes a lot, mm-hmm. and you're probably <coughs> going to go with a guide, and he's going to have a very nice spotting scope. Yeah, if you're but, not if you're not a Alaskan uh, resident, yeah, you if you're not an Alaskan guide. resident, you're going to be going with a guide, and he prop or she has a very nice spotting scope, almost guarantee it. Uh, you should bring your own still. Don't don't rely on them. Um, not saying that they won't do their job, but like you should also be taking part in it. And if you spot the ram that you end up killing, I guarantee you it's going to feel a good bit cooler. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so I've got these tall optics pockets. Um, I have a, a stuff mesh pocket on the front um, with the Lantern Fifty Four Hundred, and for that I use my my rain gear, my, both my pants and my top. Uh, my pants are the the, ty- the type that you can unzip and then throw over, you know, so you don't have to like. So it's just you know you yeah. don't have to like slip your feet down through them. You you can like zip them up onto your legs. And um, the the mesh pocket is super easy access yeah, to the rain. Gear. And I and I don't care. So like if I had a soft shell on, um, for most of the time. Uh, if it, if it was, it's, it's kind of crazy in Alaska, you can see storms coming in mm-hmm. and, um, you can see like the end of the storm because they're just so frequent, um, that they're just like spurts, like bam, you get rained on for two minutes. It's done. Mm-hmm. That soft shell combats all that little rain. But then once you get socked in, you can see that coming. And you'd be like, okay, sweet. I'm going to put my rain gear on like right now. Cause here in the next minute, it's going to be on us. Um, and, and so that's, that's pretty cool that you can see that you have that visual like of, okay, rain's coming in. But, uh, you know, like if, if it's, I'm just getting drizzled on, I don't care if my rain gear gets wet in the stuff pocket, it's rain gear. Like, mm. And I'll just take it off and put it on and, and when it, when it's going to rain hard and uh, do that. So that's what I did. I also ran with the top lid. Um, I used it a lot for headlamp, which you don't need it a whole lot. Um, but I guarantee you, 
that the moments when it is dark in Alaska, for whatever reason, you will have to go pee or, or take a crap for whatever reason. It just happens that way. Um, but it's not dark often. <laughs> um, I, so I use it, you know, easy access for headlamps, stuff like that. Um, uh, man, I, I just think it's, for what the weight of the lantern is, you know, and then obviously we're on the breakaway platform. I personally really like the breakaway platform to carry meat. Um, I think we're kind of split 50, 50 in the room on how we like to carry our meat out integrated versus breakaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like it. Um, and that's not to say that you will or won't. Um, I do. So that's why I took it. Um, and yeah, I mean that's that's really all I have to say about it is like yeah. it has all the things plus enough space for because on a on a sheep hunt you're going probably as light as you can mm-hmm. light shelter light pad light everything I I used a Dyneema uh, Silex on that hunt um, very light I, I did take the two carbon poles with me because I wanted to leave the Silex set up throughout the day. Um, and still be able to utilize my trekking poles when traversing scree, when traversing uh, slippery uh, um, grass mm-hmm. on, on the on the faces of the mountains because yeah. it's like half and half. Mm-hmm. Like the grass is either super slick because everything's just soaked all the time, or you're like in scree and trying to like maneuver through that stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's like that's it. what I have to say about it. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Lanner 5400. Lanner 5400. Um, and, you know, for that one, we obviously have the Kenai, which is this, essentially the same thing on the integrated platform. Um, all right, cool. So another one that came up was uh, a bike packing trip. Um, oh, my who's God. Gonna who's going to do that? Yeah, who? Who's going to? <laughs> do we know anyone around here that I'll, likes bikes? I'll do it, guys. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, do Ryan, it Ryan's, Ryan likes bikes a lot. Um, no, yeah, so we got Owen, we got Sandy Luhu on, on the gram. How many, how many sponsors do you have in the biking world? A few. Uh, more, more than <laughs> I can count now. Fucking, it's gotta be. Two? At least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got Mar- Marin, right, as a sponsor. Marin. Zoic. Grassroots Cycles, MRP, 7 Protection, and Versus Tires at the moment. So, anyway, needless to say, this so guy has done shout, some biking. Shout out, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> a influencer in the, bi- in the mountain biking yeah, community. Yeah, he's an influencer. Yeah. Um, an influencer in the wild. We have him right here. So, <laughs> right here, and, in person. Yeah, yeah in uh, person. Only on the SO Pod. <laughs> only yeah. on the SO Podcast. Look at, look at that. I'm going to start charging for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so and and the cool thing is you're I'm, going to be going on a bike packing trip that we're going to be filming here at the end in end of April. At the end of April. It's going to be called the Home Enchilada. <laughs> home Enchilada. <laughs> yeah, cuz there's the whole enchilada that rides from the top of the Salas to Moab, and so we're riding from Moab to our houses. Home Enchilada. And so the first climb really to get to the top is going to be about 6500 feet in about 30-ish miles so it's gonna be pretty miserable are your quads ready no no i've been drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of bad food say you got three sierra nevadas over there yeah that's uh, i'm I'm carb loading 
for, yeah, so I don't yeah, have to eat important. the whole time. That is, <laughs> that's important. Yes. Um, so a pack for bike packing. Yeah. What are you taking? Now I would like to have most things as I as I can onto my bike in most bike packing situations. However, on the bike that I have, I'm not going to be able to do that. So um, I would probably end up running two things: either a flight. 22 without a frame and it would be just for carrying my food oh i, I heard that i was like man they're sad <laughs> what, what's going on um it's like it's someone farted it'd be, it'd be a flight a flight 22 without a frame that's like just to carry less than 10 pounds on my back hmm. um so i'm talking you know dehydrated meals all that kind of stuff or i will and why run. are you going without the frame um a big thing for that and just because of the helmets i wear the helmets i wear have a lot of protection onto the back of your head as well as your neck um, just because they're meant to be a little bit more of an extreme riding helmet so um, that's a sponsor too right sweet yeah what's your sponsor my seven protection i almost invented innovative design protection helmet it goes back on the back of my head a little too far where so it's not like you can be like eh, yeah. i will wear a different helmet this yeah time exactly anyway. exactly so so even if it was a fairly simple thing <laughs> yeah. you're, you're gonna wear the big the pretty good helmet but your, your frame essentially you want to look forward when you're mountain biking or cycling or whatever you're doing you want to look where you want to go and when you have that frame hitting you in the back of the head you can't look as far as you want to sure. your solution there is to if you do Depending on what my kit's going to look like, because I'm not a bike packer per se. I'm more of a, you know, go do 15, 20 miles and call it a day. Um, depending on what that situation looks like, I might end up wearing a Flight 22, uh, Flight 222, a little bit lower on my okay. hips. Um, and the reason for that is just to get the frame from hitting the back of the helmet so I can look sure. forward. Um, but so and I guess it's going to change depending on your train. But do you think you will be um, in a seated position or in in a what I would call standing? You know, you're you're up, off, your butts off the seat. You're standing on the pedals. I would bet you ninety percent of the time I'll be in a seated position. Okay. And um, with the bike that I'll be riding, it's pretty long, so you're pretty crunched over. Forward, yeah. And um, which means when you want to look up. It's you gotta, have, yeah, yeah. You gotta have the headroom. You gotta have the sure. headroom. So, yeah, I'll probably end up wearing a flight twenty-two frame because I can't stand having a bunch of weight on my shoulders. Um, so I'll probably have that framed. Um, oh, so I, you are gonna use a frame? If 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 I don't, I don't think I'll be able to get away with only having like five pounds of food in my pack. You you can put a thermo uh, Z rest in there, uh, or about half of a Z rest in the pad. Yeah, or in the pot and. It'll probably do 15, 20 pounds. <clears throat> I have one for that. you because I have a Z-Rest that I've cannibalized for sit pads. Perfect. Um, and it's just been cut up Perfect. in little sections. Mm-hmm. And now we, me, and, me and Kevin did a bike packing trip, something like 80-something miles, yeah. over two days um, where we were actually testing the Flight 22 Protos with mm-hmm. frames in them. And... I didn't have much of an issue until it got into a high speed scenario because you're at least myself, I'm trained to the faster I go, the further I'm looking forward. 
right? Mm. So so you're at, at two miles an hour, I'm looking dead at the ground. Really? At 10 miles an hour, I'm looking way further ahead. Because you got to plan, you know, just sure. like with speed. Like if you're driving your car 85 miles an hour, you're looking yeah, all get... the way ahead of you. Yeah. Because you want to know at 85 miles an hour, it happens quick. Yeah. But at yeah. 10 miles an hour, you don't need to necessarily look two miles ahead of you on the interstate. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, I'll probably I'll probably end up running the the flight to twenty two inch frame on my back and just wearing it a little bit lower than I usually will. I should still be able to get some load lift off my shoulders, and I probably won't be carrying much more than ten to fifteen pounds. The big thing on this trip is that we're in the desert for the whole thing, so you're, you're going to be yeah. carrying a lot water. of water, and then. Water. especially if you're carrying mountain house or any kind of dehydrated freeze-dried meal you're going to need water um, yeah. which means you need more water to carry so it's gonna it's gonna be so how are you gonna i, I got I, let me interject go ahead i got a possibility for you you could probably take the flight 22 or 23 or whatever when yeah. you're gonna run <clears throat> and you can probably take that top bar and Take a little tubing cutter and cut off the middle part, and it might give you the better head movement. Mm, I like that. Give me like kind of a V in the middle would be yeah. uh, quite the solution. Yeah. So, but for the average person, I mean, you probably don't want for the for the average cutting, person, you don't want to be cutting up your cutting, uh, cutting your up your stuff. You know, obviously, yeah. we're all blessed. Are you to, saying we're above average? <laughs> for for somebody who doesn't work in the outdoor gear industry directly at a company that makes okay, backpacks, grab another top piece for the who, who can't, who can't <laughs> just you know that aren't not that our stuff is disposable, but it's that that part of our product is more disposable for us to play with. Um, it's I'd, product testing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's totally scientific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd probably end up if if it was me and I wasn't going to mess with my pack at all. I'd probably end up run, running the flight 22 a little bit lower on my body. And yeah. if I didn't have any sort of obligation to wear certain things, I'd buy a road cycling helmet that, you know, it just ba- barely covers the top of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he- here's my question to you um, How many meals a day are going to be dehydrated? I would like. I've always found that like having a decent dinner and a decent breakfast that are hot. So, yeah. Is, so you're is... going to rehydrate breakfast and dinner. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was going to say you could get away with less water if you didn't rehydrate your breakfast. And the, and the thing that I found while I'm out is like, I, I value really three things, comfort. And that goes for your clothing, your backpack, sure, your everything. Yeah. I value my sleep sleep is number one. <laughs> oh yeah i have brought full-size pillows to elk camp i've camped in tents you know just carrying way more than i should just for my sleep system yeah yeah because if i if that means i get an extra 45 minutes to an hour of sleep especially when you're pushing your body hard yeah. like that's huge. and you got that new fancy watch you need to be watching exactly sleep, making sure you're getting the rem and the deep yes yeah Gotta and right uh, man, my watch keeps telling me that my I sleep like shit. Yeah. I wish you could get like a like a mod or something for those watches that set like literally says that like a like a raunchy like something like like mine is told like shit. Mine is told me yeah. your recovery time 
is extended because you didn't sleep that well last night. Yeah, no, it ne- it literally needs to say you slept like shit. Be better or something like yeah, something like that, better. and just and like every time your watch is just yeah. just ripping into All, you. <laughs> although last two nights I've slept quite well according to my watch at least. So and I have to say, I mean this watch, but yeah. uh, it's fancy. I so make it, it to where it automatically prescribes you Ambien. Yeah, exactly. Just sleep. Bad. It has it has an Ambien and, and like a uh, like a caffeine. Yeah, like. Oh, time oh. for the daily here, here. cup of coffee. Here, here's, I, I, well, I've slept good the last two days, but I've also been four days without any serious caffeine. Now, now here's hey. here's another option that I I, I could failed to no. mention. If you are running less weight, it's hard to put ten pounds in a pack and fill it up, right? I want the f- I on this trip. I want the flight two, the twenty two inch frame, just in case I need to like. I'm going to carry an extra water bladder just in case I got to filter water. I know it's going to be a long time until I'm going to see water again. Yeah. But um, subsequently, I could get away with a Merlin actually carrying probably half my food. I could probably get away with a Merlin carrying half my food. Because uh, I'm assuming you're going to have like gels. Like a, like some sort of like fat fudge type shooters. I, I am such not a fan of all that stuff. I I hate like I I would rather I just rather eat an apple. I'd rather eat like real okay. food. Like like so I, so you're gonna bring apples? No, I'm not gonna bring apples because they're heavy. Damn. But I'm gonna bring a like two PB and J's. You know, like you know what a PB and J. He's gonna have grapefruit for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> with a little bit of scrambled <laughs> you, you gotta, when, when you're burning, I mean, like I did a 43-mile ride the other day, and it said I burned 1,600 calories mm-hmm. or something. Like, And that's that's a lot of food. That's two mountain houses. Yeah. That's, Damn. You know, you're bound to end up losing weight on something that physical. Um, but those gels and stuff are just, they're such a temporary solution. Like something like if you just sure. pre-made three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that you're like, this is my, you know, like I'm, Tired. Yeah. I'm I'm bonking is what we call it. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I ha- I've done what that. I, and it's what not I used fun. to eat that's make when I did uh when I ran ultra stuff was uh a date with almond butter in it and yep. bacon wrapped. Yeah. Mm. Well, because you're you're, 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 getting, you're getting sugar and you're getting sugar and fat and, and it's yeah. and it's real food. Yeah. Like yeah. I found I like one I, of those in my mouth and, and you got salt with the bacon yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And just pop one of those in my mouth about every hour and just keep on drucking. It's it's a similar thing to like well, with ultra running it's more like keep on scooting. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Comparatively to like a after a ride or like after like let's say you go physically exert yourself in any way. You're almost better off with a Coca-Cola as far as replenishing your electrolytes because of the salt and the sugars. Yeah, the sodium than like a ga- than a Gatorade. I, actually, actually, in the ultra community, uh, a lot of people prefer Coke to the other stuff uh, because they say that the carbonation actually m- makes it absorb faster. Hmm. And hmm. yeah, that the I, I think that's what it was. That the carbonation makes it you absorb the. Stuff Everyone's gonna be packing a soda stream or something <laughs> in the mountains now. Just cans of Coke. So, well, I was on a I was on a deer hunt, and uh, my dad came up after I was already on the mountain for like two days, and he brought in Arby's sandwiches. 
Oh my! Dude, that was. Oh, I bet and, that was good. Oh my lord! I was like, "Did you bring in the coat? An extra roll too, of toilet you know? paper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, n- never toilet paper. Always baby wipes. Yeah. Did you bring an extra set of baby wipes? <laughs> yeah. You can, you can you can actually dehydrate and then rehydrate the baby wipes too. If you oh, want. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, Nathan talked about that on a tip Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that stressed for weight. No, yeah. <laughs> can you dehydrate and rehydrate no, no, an Arby's I mean, sandwich? I mean, you ba- you basically you can set the baby wipes out and just let them dry out. Just let them dry, and then yeah. and then repack them. Yeah, and then you can just add a little water to them at camp. See, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather just try and take like a crap like a little more often to lose the extra few ounces. Well, that when, the- are we, when are we publishing the Skirka podcast? Because that might change everyone's perception. I think that'll be this spring. Be, well, I mean, we could do it. Yeah, spring. I guess we're already in spring, so yeah, it's we'll literally it spring in I mean, two weeks. I'm planning I saw backpacking it on the calendar. trips. I think we should publish that one fast because that one might be the shit. Maybe that <laughs> literally, <laughs> oh, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the shit cleanser. Yeah, yeah. Chance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just can't. Never mind. I'll, 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 I'll save yeah, this save comment. For the podcast, I'll save man. this comment for after that podcast is released. But, but we I can do um, a review. I, w- I will never. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys see me in the woods trade. with a bike bottle doing that, yeah. <laughs> just kill me. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna be like, Josh, come <laughs> <the>, spray. <laughs> Please, uh, Josh. I need you to be my bidet. My bidet. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, uh, Anywho. Overall, I think for bikepacking, the Flight 22 with or without a frame and or the Merlin is going to be your best bet. Although I think with bikepacking, having most of your weight on the bike itself is going to be your best solution. I think that's probably the general consensus from the community and general consensus from what I have observed in my own sure. own bits as well. Well, And people should be able to see um, how we use the packs in a bike packing scenario coming up soon. Well, we actually, me, me and Josh were talking. Sorry to actually keep going, but me and Josh were talking that he was going to bring his and attach it to his pannier rack on his bike because he has like an actual bike packing bike. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use it for when we need to go get water and bring it back. Mm. And so, what's he going to bring then? He's going to bring a Flight 1 uh-huh. 22. Uh, but unrolled just so that he can make water loads. Sure. So, Sweet. Cool. nice. Well, the way it's snowing, you guys might just be going through the snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Melting snow. And shit. Yeah, you might. Yeah, just uh, I used to I used to use the MSR uh, reactor. Uh, it was the best the best water source there was in deep snow. Mm-hmm. Nice burns quick. Just don't get the red snow. Yeah. Yellow and red snow, not good. Yep, exactly. It is for different it is reasons. Not cherry and lime flavored. No. Yeah. Um, I wish somebody right. would have told me that. I just found out last month. <laughs> um, all right. So this last one that I had picked out, Kevin kind of already answered, but uh, maybe we'll just get a little bit more dialed in for this one Specific specifically. One. So it was a fly fishing, um, pack rafting trip in Idaho for five days. Mm. Um, that sounds fun. It does. I might go do that, dude. That does sound fun. That does sound like a good way to <laughs> like a good time. Get on some good fish. And mm-hmm. Have a great time. 
Especially especially I think we right all now. should plan on a trip there. He's going to be like, why yeah. are all these people on this river? <laughs> Sorry, dude. He gave us the idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe well, not just I. I mean, we could do it in a lot of different places, but yeah. I, I do you honestly. You can do it in the gorge. I've packed yeah. it through the Gunnison Gorge. Yeah. So I've always I've always wanted to go um, up to like the Ketchum. Mm. Ketchum area. I definitely want to go fish the. Um, it must be good fishing there if if they call it Ketchum. Ketchum. I I don't know. It, it's with a K, so I don't know. It's not really spelled the same. It's spelled yeah. a little more like Ketchup. Yeah. And Ketchum. Ketchum. Maybe, is maybe they were fast run, runners mm. and they were good at catching them. Ketchum. Yeah. Catching people that were <laughs> before. Gotta catch them. Um, or like uh, or like along just like on the Idaho side of the Tetons, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. definitely want to go fish there just cause it literally just cause I want to like look at nice things like mountains and stuff while I'm fishing. It's not, has nothing to do with like the fishing there. I have no clue if it's good or not. You, you don't care if you're catching sure. seven inch stalkers. No, I could be catching seven inch stalkers be and being with like your fly rod with power bait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Power bait on your fly I'll, rod. I'll be in the middle of the summer fishing a bead head and a bobber. Uh, <laughs> it's it, power bait is an egg pattern man it, it absolutely it's just is. an egg pattern it is and when you present it the right way that's another thing in, in fly fishing you never hear uh it really you is. never hear anyone else say present other than in fly fishing yeah. you don't present your panther martin you can huck your panther martin out right, there and right, you start right. ripping that thing right, through the water right. yeah yep. you gotta present you gotta so when you present the fly in the and i'm a, and i, I only fly fish pretty much almost well okay i shouldn't say only 99 percent of the time i fly fish and i'm gonna make fun of my own ilk ew you're so elite i'm gonna make fun of my own ilk here and oh is he gonna present the fly in the seam you gotta do it in the seam right in the seam. throw her in them bubbles yeah. <laughs> that's what i say yeah that's what rip her in the that's what me and Eddie. cletus do when we're <laughs> on yeah. our spin rods Hell in yeah, the throw in them bubbles <laughs> hey throw it in them bubbles <laughs> Boy, uh, boy, there's some big ones in there. We got 11 inches. You got uh, power bait? Or you got a worm, boy. <laughs> okay, so on to the pack. Yeah. yeah pack raft. I think pack rafting pack. I would actually go with, I would go with, this is just me, I'd go Uniweep Merlin. That way I would use the Merlin. And it depends. I mean, I'm going to assume you might have some sort of uh, if you're fly fishing, you already have some sort of fly setup that you're going to use that you're comfortable with. Like a boat box or, or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Or some, something like that. Chest you know? rig. Yeah, or chest rig or something. But if you don't, uh, and if you're planning to maybe even hike off and try hiking little side streams or whatever, like what's up here or stuff like that, um, then I would take the Merlin for that. Otherwise, I don't think it matters. I, I think that is a really good point, um, like hitting tribs and yeah. tributaries. Yeah. Um, if I ever say tribs again, it's tributary. Whoever Yeah, got to throw them in the seams where the, where the trip. You the the salesman too much. Yeah, yeah, I did, man. I, I spent too much time. I Sims boys in, too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh no, but if you are hiking, so like, great. Now now uh, now I'm gonna sound like an uh, like you're a hitting trips, like bruh, a giga like... fly fishing Chad. Um, <laughs> uh, so like on the on the Smith, there's a lot of like tributaries that flow in. So I'm assuming that somewhere where you're going in Idaho, I don't know where you're going, 
but I'm assuming you're going to have a lot of a lot of tributaries flowing in. Maybe you're hitting a salmon. Um, maybe you're hitting uh, um, snake. The snake. Uh, you know, big rivers which have lots of tributaries coming into them. Um, so you might be it might behoove you to go visit some of those and you know use the Merlin to, to hike up and mm-hmm. take you know take a snack, take your mm-hmm. your fly boxes um, because you know we can't just have one. Gotta have three. We gotta have at three. least. I have strangers, drives, names. Mm-hmm. I have literally three fly boxes in my Merlin right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, the because a lot of the fly fishing packs out there are basically Merlins. I mean, they're yeah. essentially just little tiny day packs yeah. you yeah. know with or like a sling pack but i yeah. mean like uh, merlin could be a sling pack yeah if you believe oh yeah. I, I use a merlin like a sling pack sometimes yeah <clears throat> yeah 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 it's not it's not far off um you know and it can carry water in the in the one side pocket that's where mm-hmm. i always put my water in the one like skinny pocket um and then in the one other pocket i put all my fly boxes uh uh, my Patagonia neoprene socks, and everyone, almost everyone that is in the fly fishing world makes a neoprene sock. Orvis Sims, mm-hmm. uh, you should get some of them. I think I have yeah. about six pairs of yeah. neoprene socks. Yeah, you should get some of them, especially for like summertime, um, because they're nice to, or at least springtime when it's like runoff and the runoff is cold as hell. Um, Do you can still kind of wade, yeah. or if you, or if you just have like little sissy feet. Honestly, the bottom of my feet are not great, so I like to wear those neoprene socks like so, on like river bottoms because of like rocks and things like that, and I'll yeah. just be like, I'll, yeah. I'll cry. So that's yeah. what we, nobody wants to see that. that no one wants to see me cry. That's what we'd go with, right? Pretty much general I, agreement. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Other good thing about, I mean, you know, fly fishing, fly fishing um, chest packs. Or fanny packs, they're kind of cumbersome. You know, they they got a lot of space. They're kind of bulky. All of them. I mean, you need to fit a lot of stuff. You know, I did. So having yeah. a, a smaller pack is nice for that. When I you know, when I hurt long. my shoulder last fall, I went and bought a fly fishing fanny pack, and it was actually a pretty nice pack. I actually yeah. liked it quite a bit. I mean, it looked a little it looks a little weird if you go out and hike mountains with it because it's very obviously designed for fly fishing. Mm. Yeah, you know. But other than the look part. It was pretty cool, um, but you know, it was really just because I couldn't wear a pack for about a month, month and a well, actually about two months. Yeah, I couldn't put a pack yep. on. Yep. Right. Yeah, I mean that's what I would do. That's what Kevin would do. Sounds like that's what you do. Sounds like a consensus. Owen consensus there. Uh huh. What would you do? Uh, he only fishes power. Spin and tackle. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, he needs to bring his tackle box. Spin and tackle. I've never seen you guys catch a fish as big as mine, so, I mean. Man, I've I sh- never seen you catch a fish. I showed you the, I showed you the photos. That, that's me standing there. They were looking small, dude. That's, a, that's 11 inches hey, isn't big. You know how you know that we've caught bigger fish than you? Because we don't take pictures of our fish anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it right there. We're, there's, there's uh, for anybody listening. There's a lot of fishing beef in the office. There is. There's there's it's a, it's a huge. Yeah. It's a, it's a beef. It's We're, a, it's a huge uh, a tear. It's a huge rift mm-hmm. in in the office. Because uh, I, because I know. lure fish on a spin rod. I'm not a power bait guy. Uh, I lure fish uh, in the same <sighs> places that these guys fly fish. But I mean. 
every time I see a fly fisherman, they're getting, you know, they're they're getting a bite every six hours while I'm pulling one out every cast. Hey, we're we're going to the we're going to that river this weekend. We'll see. Well, I think we need to have a seek outside fly uh, fishing competition. I don't, I don't know. You you did have some pretty good fish you caught last fall. Yeah, I don't know. I see so, what I mean. Well, we went to Big Brookie Lake, man. We ate three big brookies and threw back a few more. Yeah. There were a lot of big brookies that were to be had. But brookies, but those, brookies those, are a... Those a, were in Utah. Oh, those are a aggressive fish. Brookies are just a, a ultra, known aggressive ultra fish. Aggressive. Brookies are a no. dick. Yeah. No, are. no. Brookies are are a more aggressive fish um, than most other trout species. That's why that like when they start when they put brookies in the into some lakes, they were like, "Holy crap! Now we've got to genetically modify a fish to fight off the brookies because they're so aggressive." Um, uh, income the splake. Um, that's that's why the splake was was basically man made was to fight off brookies that were killing native rainbows and cutthroats mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I've caught a lot of big browns. Like too. in a lake that we were just talking about today, mm-hmm. Ryan, you and I, that's why they put in specific species of fish was to fight, was to kill the brookies that were killing the the, the native cut, <clears throat> cutties. Yeah. Um, so they literally were like, oh, wait, strike that, reverse it. Now we got to go back and and kill the brookies that we've planted into the into the lakes um so brookies are aggressive yeah but I call a lot and of when you and when you're using a crankbait and when you're using a crankbait rainbow i just i like to i mean if you're catching something on 60 pound braided line <laughs> what's he said, the fun he that, said I, I caught a i caught a 12 pounder i it was 12 pounds 24 inches it was a football. Wait, where has this podcast even gone? Pax, it was, it was a football. And, and then he's like, and I caught it on this. And it's braided line. And I'm over there fishing, you know, 3X, 5X. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> even knows what that is, dude. Exactly. Because it, we're more, we're, we've leveled up. Intellectually sound. We're more intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> braided. Oh, and by the way, Owen catches all of his big fish at 